Welcome to the Fat Cats Rugby Podcast, bringing you candid rugby conversations, great interviews and insights into Ugandan rugby, and a touch of rugby in Africa and the world over. Fat Cats Rugby Podcast is a product of Fat Cats Media Brand. For all your audiovisual content needs and equipment hire, hope you enjoy this episode. Um, hello guys, what's up? What's up? How are you doing? How is everyone feeling, guys? Great, it's great. been a long year. Yeah, it's been a long year, and we're just counting down to the new year. And um, yeah. What, what what have you made of this year, rugby wise, <laughs> both locally and internationally? Um, I don't know, but uh, locally, uh, I would give credit to Hippos in the sevens. Okay, there are two two teams basically in locally this year in rugby. Uh, Hippos coming out uh, until going out to win the national sevens. Yes, uh, I mean, where not so many people expected. Where you have uh, household names like uh, Hobbs, Heathens, Buffaloes, and uh, Pirates, but of course, far away from Eastern Uganda, crossing the River Nile and coming to take that is something quite so spectac- spectacular. And the journey basically started way from Toro. That is where the, all the unfolding of these big teams came up with. Um, but then, of course, when you go to the National League, definitely the Heathens going unbeaten. It's something that uh, you not. Ruben, I think that was huge, man. It was so huge. It's something that uh, you 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 can't go without noticing it. With all the challenges coming out of two years of the pandemic lockdown, COVID, uh, with the challenges of no finances, left, right, center, players not playing rugby for two solid years, and then a club goes boom, plays, takes the league without being beaten, home and away. I think I give credit to. Shout out to management. Shout out to those and guys. In, yeah, and internationally, <laughs> as I crown it up, unfortunately, I was disappointed by my ladies. I thought maybe the rugby sevens, I thought the ladies would work so hard to see that we also go to World Cup, but losing against Tunisia in the semifinals, I mean. By the way, you guys, uh, <laughs> those games happened on a weekend when we had rugby, so yeah. we're following online, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but of course, the rugby sevens, the national team, I mean, a big shout out to them. Uh, from the Africa Sevens, uh, going to 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 Commonwealth Games, the Challenger Series. series. For me, Sarah, I think it's much. I think Africa it Sevens. Looks. Africa Sevens remains my best rugby experience for yeah. the time that I've watched rugby. I think it was greatly prepared. Uh, day two had a bit of a, of a of a rain fest, but people didn't want to know. Guess what? I think uh, Chairman amazing. Local Organizing Committee Philip Tiwoyjana should <laughs> pick his flowers. Oh, we have yeah. a big flower here. It's Christmas mode, Philip. Christmas flowers. So you are dedicated to Philip to take our Christmas deco. We are dedicated uh, but, but to you this, see, you see, guys, this deco uh, to him, man. Before we even f- praise Philip alone, yeah, I think I would also love to recognize the fourth estate. Uh, if you, if me and you guys, uh, Robin and 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 uh, Joe, if you remember Achadondo. The massive turn up of the fourth estate. I mean, guys coming from as far as the up country to come and cover rugby, and 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 Chadondo was filled up from people from different walks of life, culture and everything being spread. And and it this goes back to the fourth estate. And you would really love to give credit to them. And how I wish would continue like this throughout. I think uh, five years down the road, I will see maybe rugby even surpassing football in the country. I pray, I pray. Guys, Christmas is around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Ruben, uh, what are your most fond memories of this special day? How do you celebrate Christmas, man? Christmas. Ah, 
I've become a Grinch of late. Uh, I, I don't really celebrate a lot. I actually be working a lot. It gets a lot more busy. But um, I have fond memories from childhood, that whole decoration kind of setup, like everyone is involved, you have to do this, help your mom with this, getting the tree, not these plastic trees of these days. Yeah. That original tree where they cut, you have to carry it into the house, figure out a way where it can balance, then also pushing into the 31st where you have to get it out and burn it. Um, back in the day when we still had a lot of curfew, I think that was the one day you were allowed to be out at, mid- at midnight. <laughs> you guys by, were actually by the room talking out. about curfew. Do you know that we used to have curfew those days when we were growing up? Yeah, yeah, I, I, still, I still don't know. Man. I think I have curfew, man. And they, that curfew was terrible. They can terrible. call you alarmingly. Like, you're so, you're, what time are you coming home? What, do you know how late it is? Meanwhile, it is like 5 p.m. <laughs> and they're already telling you how yeah you you're disgraced whatever for coming home guys, so late. The LDUs who are your mothers and your fathers. Are I don't know about you guys, man, but for me is uh for some reason Christmas I've never eaten any meal on time. Like it's just that day <laughs> where the meals just alternate. Breakfast can come in at like so after church breakfast because we never used to eat before church. You get yeah. Mm. So breakfast comes in at like ten. And we're already eating sampling chicken. You know what I mean? Like, what's ready is what we are sampling. Yeah, yeah. So, lunch would come definitely after 1 p.m. And, man, after after eating that food, I just want to sleep, man. Mine, mine one founding moment I quite remember quite so well. One time, I were in Bali by then because my parents used to work in Bali. My dad was a military officer and my mother was a teacher in Bomagene Army Barracks Primary School, and uh, may their souls rest in turn of peace. So I escaped from home. Yes, be closer. I escaped from home. I go to have, uh, I go to watch a movie. We didn't <laughs> Netflix and <laughs> chill. Guys, you don't want to hear my story. Before Netflix. I went to Gwe in Bugema. People, anyone who grew up in Bali knows what Bugema was by then. Around 2004, 2005. Shout so, out to our Mbale people <laughs> who watch our podcast. So I go to Bugema uh, Barracks, I mean town, to go and watch a movie. So Ruben, I was there. Me, I didn't know it was already time, curfew uh-huh. time. Uh-huh. It was already 7.30 p.m. And you know, the rules of the barracks is very clear. You go late, you, don't, you do not enter. Wow. So I reach the barracks like this. I get these RPs. We call them RPs. Uh-huh. They're like, you... Afande has been looking for you the whole day. Where have you been? My dad was the captain. Afande Pio is going to kill you today. Do you know they killed me? They told me, you know what? You have to frog jump. You have to do what? It was coming to 8 p.m. My mother was busy looking for me. I reached home. They first gave me to eat properly. And then my mother gave me the beating I've never seen. Since then, I never went out. That guys, was funny. Guys, I even first let you eat. Like, guys, you know, we have yes, to make sure she's like, okay. There was nothing wrong. <laughs> guys, our stories can't end. I think yeah. we should start with the intros. Um, uh, special guest on the podcast today, Ruben. We have Sarah Adong from New Vision. Yeah. Woo. Happy to have you, man. Thank Sarah, you so um, much. Is it your first time coming? Yeah. Yes, it is our first yes. time. So, Sarah, it, it's my first time and I'm very excited. And I love it when I sit with the gentleman on, on a show on a set like this. It makes me, it makes the super lady of me come out. Yes, because ideally Sarah is always the one doing the, this is not an interview per se, it's a podcast. Yeah, yeah. You're usually the one taking the lead, mm-hmm. but now so you are being, being hosted. hosted. <laughs> it's a privilege. The guest of honor. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, and where is the soda for the guest of honor? It's Christmas. You want yes. soda? Yeah, yeah, Fanta. Yes. You know, you know my brand is Fanta. Don't, don't you remember? You know, meet, meet me at Chadondo, yeah. or you meet me at King's Park. The only thing yeah. I can take is only Fanta. 
Only yeah. Fanta. Yeah. Uh, we're going to send so for guys... uh, one of the guys here called Humphrey to get you a soda. <laughs> okay, please. Yeah, we are very, very hospitable here at the Fred and Winnie BNB. Thank you. Yes, so um, Winnie is a journalist. Sarah. Please, Sarah, why, I don't. before Excuse we go me, very do you, far, do you have I was a thinking about yes. Why are you thinking about Winnie? Why am I thinking about Winnie? Why did you sleep it's, last it's night? It's where before we are right now. Tell us about we are Winnie. At, uh, Fred and <laughs> Winnie Airbnb. <laughs> so they are the people who host us and uh, give us this space. So to tell you about them, they are located in Chisasi and they have ten self-contained private bedrooms consisting of two deluxe double, three standard double. Uh, one deluxe twin and two standard twin bedrooms. Okay. Each comes with a fully equipped kitchen, a power backup system, Wi-Fi, laundry services, a chef to cater for your needs. Guys, it's holiday time. You want your meals prepared. To so if I don't go to Zombo for Christmas, I can Please. have something special? Yeah. We, have, we have rooms here. After the podcast. By the way, guys, have you ever gone to Zombo? Nope. I need to take you guys. Where so, um, a sumptuous buffet breakfast with a choice of selected tropical fruits and juices. Pick up and drop off to and from Entebbe International Airport as well as local transportation for getting around the country can be arranged if booked in advance. Okay. So hold at the contact um, 07789 33559. 07789 33559. Yeah, so the, guys, the fat cats have a, a couple of I want to, I want to have them. that treat with Ruben. Oh, guys. Mm. Ah. Whenever <laughs> you are ready. Whenever you already actually didn't have Christmas plans. I was shocked this week. I'm like, wait, next yeah. week is Christmas week. I'm like, where has this year you been running to? Now, to? I've not bought a Christmas tree for my house. Ruben, Ruben can help you with that. Anyway, guys, very many games happened for. over the weekend. And um, we had, we had, uh, games were scattered. Yeah. yeah. There were games happening at Chadondo, Kings Park, and Legends. So, um, Going into the scores, at Chadondo, Impis was hosted by the Stallions and Impis came out triumphant. Mm. That was in the semi-final of the Shield Cup. Mm. Elsewhere at Legends, Warriors hosted the Mbara Titans yeah. and they also came out triumphant. Uh, shout out to Mbara Titans for participating. Guys, yeah. Yeah, I really applaud them for mm. making those journeys back-to-back yeah. back weekends. We appreciate logistically, your enthusiasm. It's not funny. On the field, they play ex- excellent rugby. You can see their coach is good. You could see from the instructions you were sending on that he has that rugby awareness and stuff like that. Then don't, the, don't forget to talk about please, the, the Runyakuri hacker. No, 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 yeah. please, the women. Yes, tell us about the women. I, I know you want to jump, but you see, you, 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 it would be so bad. People say now, Super Lady, you sat on the set with men, but you could not talk about. But uh, one thing for me, I didn't feel ca- a little bit kind of comfortable is um, mm. the ladies from Lira Matrix. Mm. Yeah, the fact that the Chadondo ladies, uh, the Thunderbirds, really one of them, 110, 110 points. Uh, the girls are really so young. Where was guys. that game? On Saturday. Where? It was at Chadondo. Wait, 100 and what points? 110. It's, it's actually unfortunate how... Um, how Do you know our, young girls? How the, but before even go into that, how the media, uh, uh, let's say, doesn't give up as much attention to the ladies because... This is also the first time I'm hearing about that. And a score like 110 should be something that should be spoken about. I think, but I hope they did not use all their points in the semi-final. I think, Robert, <laughs> they for have me, a hard final the, the, the blame also goes out to, to, to the media personalities yes. at the union handling women rugby. 
You see, one time I had a discussion with uh, Lunyolo, and I was quite very open with her mm. and uh, the Denise Namale, and I hope they don't take this too personal because sometimes mm. Ugandans take things too personal. I told them, when men are playing, you people at the union put so much emphasis yes. on the men's game. That's so true. And when the women are playing, oh, oh there's age-grade rugby. Actually, the people who are never given so much media attention are the age-grade rugby, the young guys, boys and girls, and then the women playing rugby. Mm. Now, in such a situation, that was the semi-final for crying out loud. Thunderbirds, being the host of hosting Vida Matrix, if you look at these girls, there are girls as age of 15 years, 16, 17, very young, but being paired against a team that has it, six to seven to eight national team is players. Is that even legal? Because I remember... For me, it is not legal. I, I remember with the men, I think, I don't know if the rules change, but with the men... You could not play in the Super 8 at the time, or what, what, what is the Super 10 right now? You could not play until you were 18. Mm. Anyone below 18 was considered still age grade and still young. First of it all, you, you can't really even young. sign a contract. You're still a minor. So how are you playing? I didn't, Robert, so I, I, I don't know how they pair those people together. I looked at these girls uh, by just by the virtue of their look, even if I didn't ask for their age. Mm. Because I also just, I also just bumped into game. I'd gone to Chadondo to eat chigere. I wanted to eat some chigere before <laughs> crossing over to Legends. Mm. So then I gave these young girls. Then I asked someone, what are these young girls doing here? Then I said, there's rugby. I said, okay, now which rugby? That women. She said, guys, come on. When are we going to value women rugby? So that's mm. a challenge we have. But of course, there was that semi-final. Yeah. That's another really bit. And we give shout-outs to the Lira Matrix team that traveled all the way from northern Uganda. And they honored the fixture. And you know what? They arrived that day in the morning at 6 a.m. They traveled wow. the whole night from Lira, wow. six to seven hours in the night, and then they arrived in the morning, and then the next day had, they had to play. I mean, basically, they didn't they even have the feel of the pitch. Yes, on game day. That's sad, man. It's sad. It's very sad. Yeah. I think something needs to be done, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Nice. So, um, sad stuff. But um, moving on, there was rugby at Kings Park, yeah. where Pirates camped Rhinos, 30 on 8. That's semi-final. I know much, but... um. Shout out to one of my boys, Gavin Mutara, moved to Rhinos. Yeah. Started at fullback. It was uh, interesting to see. Uh, a very, very interesting game. But you see, there's something going on at Rhinos. They have trusted the young guns. There is an eighth man called Jeremy, Jeremy Tembo. Mm. Very uh, strong in, with ball in hand. Mm. Drives very many meters. Once he bites down on that mouth guard, you're going to stop him uh, very, very many meters. He played for the under-20s. And yeah, then, guys, to the big one. I don't know what you guys made of this game, but I've never watched a game like the this in Uganda rugby. Year. A game of the century. <laughs> the century, perhaps. <laughs> Everyone that watched it says that. I personally I didn't watch you it. You didn't watch yeah. it? Uh, Sarah. I, I watched uh, Pirates. <laughs> I can't tell what you did the you story. Think? What did you think of Cobb Seasons? I didn't watch it, but... Like, um, going into the game. Of course, it's all, the, the Lions Cup has always been very, very tight between those two. Um, of course, starting from the banter earlier on in the week and everything that was <laughs> happening... And uh, trying to get a glimpse of it um, on NBS when I was going to maybe refresh my drink uh, at Kings Park. But it's over the time. Over time, it has always been a, a game that is is never obvious. Sarah, yeah, tell us what happened on that day, man. Robin, mm -hmm. that game. If I start telling the story of that game, perhaps I'll need a full crate of uh, Fanta next to me, <laughs> and uh, and and maybe a, a flask of tea. However, I'm going to make it a little bit short. Mm. It is a game that produced a lot of goosebumps in all, on all our bodies. 
both camps. Mm. You understand? Yeah. Well, first of all, what one thing I must appreciate is the uh, the turn up of the fans was good, was superb. Honestly speaking, the discipline of the fans, mm. yes, was also superb. Um, I think for me, the unfolding in that game, the match officiation, kind of, there are some errors. Our 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 assistant referee, particularly in that matter, didn't I felt did not help uh, Rosenberg quite so well. Uh, because we had cases where players went on into, I, I felt like they went, they went overboard rugby, mm. playing the game of rugby, but they went into like, you see, you are fighting combat, a combatant kind of sport. And, 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 and you find in a case where a center referee is quite far away from to, to see that incident. And I felt like the assistant referee should be down. Like there's an incident, um, uh, George Aduom, uh, Aredo, Aredo was down. Aredo was calling for help, but the referee was quite far away, and the assistant referee was nowhere to even help. Mm. Now, in a situation where supposing the attack or the injury was so severe where you have a concussion, what would have happened that day? There yeah. were quite three incidences. I also remember the incidents of uh, Nicolas Cato, yes. the one of Heathens, yes. where uh, I don't remember the name of that player of, of Cobbs who hit him on the neck here, and I felt that guy should have been given a card straight away because it was a high tackle, high tackle, sorry, and it was intended. But this all goes back to the assistant referees. How are they on line of duty and very responsible enough to help the, 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 the um, center referee? Sarah, I think there is calls that are always going to go wrong. Yes? Yeah. However, um, how we handle it going into the next game. Let's not forget that these referees always have sit-down sessions and reviews for the previous games. And they go over the game look at those contentious calls and that. But what we aim for and what we expect from the fans is we expect better officiation. And I hope they've taken that into account. Yes. Well, um, and, yeah. and another thing perhaps maybe to add on a little bit there, these two teams actually have proven to Uganda that they are the best rugby clubs in the country. Honestly speaking, if you with respect of other teams, of course, because that was a test match. Mm. Me and you, the three of us on set here, None of us had expected that game to go all that hours. Yeah? Guys, for the Guys record. Guys who are playing For safe. the record. At 80 minutes, the game was 16 all. Yeah. And they played extra time each half of that. It was 15, 15 minutes. 15. So that's 110 minutes of yes. rugby. 110 minutes of rugby. Exactly. I've not seen that in Ugandan rugby. And Let I mean, me guys, see. going on to the nitty gritty on the field. So it's uh, sometime back. I feel like, like, I feel like, I feel like uh, Cobbs had... The opportunity to close down this game. Mm -hmm. I feel like the game was in their hands at certain moments because look at their forward pack domination. The Heathens did not drive back or even win any scrum against Cobbs if it was the Cobbs feeding True. the ball. Cobbs was so dominant in the scrum. One on one, the Cobbs were extremely Heathens dominant. And packing is in is is in this area, guys. Without with with due respect to the Heathens and and the rest of people who support Heathens. Mm. The pack of he of of Cobbs this time round for me was a little bit tougher. You see, you they see. did not. I felt that Heathens wasn't using their flanks or their wings quite so well, and Heathens consistently insisted on taking on the scrums instead of going for lineouts. Heathens was basically now tired and worn but out you completely. See, Cobbs dominated Heathens at all set pieces at the lineouts, at the scrum. So Cobbs was having a front foot. Even when they were carrying the ball in contact, 
Cobb's game more meters. Look at Emmanuel Echodu. But notably, there is one player from the Heathens camp I must appreciate. And I don't know if the world out there appreciates him as much. That's Thomas Innocent Gokto. Yes, Gokto. That boy will always score. He is a prolific finisher. He but, has, but, but, but you see also he that day he had, a, he, had a lot of, uh, he, he had a lot of loose games. Balls. He kept on losing a lot of balls. Uh, I would say no. I think it was the winger. Well, um, I think that there was a lot of of sloppiness from both sides. Um, yes. particularly with the Cobs, they missed two kickable I opportunities. Mean, exactly. Cobs had the chance Josiah to close that game. Hitting the, the <laughs> post. Uh, it, it was just unfortunate. How about the one of Okudi? Guys, witchcraft is real. <laughs> but you guys, witchcraft is real. We still have a problem with yes. uh, at the level of rugby that Uganda Cup should be, and the Lions Cup should be that the tournament menu says that. After um after let's say full eighty minutes, then the extra time that we have to maybe consider uh, discipline of cards point. and but and you see guys yeah and Ruben. then we get into Ruben. into into coin toss. No, what happened was this. just a little bit. Let me yeah. help you. There. I mean, what happened is this: the tournament manual says yes. after they have all tied with all the full time and whatsoever, all mm. the minutes added. Now you go and look at on the fair play. Yes. Fair play meaning who has more yellow cards more and yellow was cards, yellow. More red cards, now yes. both of them had the same. The same. One yellow card. One yellow it card. One should yellow our card. Next a point of action be a coin toss. Yes. Their penalties. Drop no. Goals. That is what the what Personally, that's what the tournament is about. I'm not disputing the tournament yes. manual. I'm just saying that we could have you need, we could have you, been treated to it's a it's it's a high level game. We can do, do you want it to, to change? Do you want it to be it taken can't to change now? But they should look at it going forward. That yes. we cannot I think have the team managers should have um identified that yeah. and at least said look here kicks. we don't agree with this yeah because the tournament money you shared with them it is so unfair is it is it for is you it, to to lose a game on a is point it, is it is it the tournament is it the the, the 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 team managers who chooses the oh. laws of the game anyway guys no, no guys, it is each the, tournament the has a different kind of exactly of, of, guys, of arrangement guys, look here this weekend even has a chance to close it early avoid Tournament manioc jazz. Remember, Tithens are so comfortable with winning off the tournament money. Remember at Kings Park? Are they the guys called tournament money? No, 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 no. I do want to disagree with you. It's not about uh, being comfortable. It's about two teams coming together. By the way, teams come to a pitch that's a knowing I'm, I'm they are just, going to I'm, win. I know. Just they, jazz. I know. He's, he's just being, he's trying to bring banter, which is okay. Teams come to a pitch to play knowing mm -hmm. they're each going to win. You understand? Yes. Now, for instance, right now, Tithens is going to play Paris. On Saturday, mm. but I can assure you right now, I I saw I saw my colleague Lucy, the media officer of Chadondo and uh, Edens at large, uh, trying to poke the nose of pirates. I mean, of course, I'm not seeing any any, any kind of a hype of the game, which is okay. Mm. But but you see, you don't know what pirates is cooking, mm. and and neither don't you know. Ruben, what heathens is you think pirate is cooking? But but would maybe Ruben help us? What are you cooking? Why are you people quiet in your kitchen? Uh, Ruben, do you think why is the food not cooking? coming out? We are I not am, even seeing any smoke. I'm not a pirates fan, but uh, I I think. <laughs> but by virtue of fact, you're watching them playing on the weekend. What no, I'm a rugby chill fan. <laughs> what those are two different. Oh, things. shout out to Massa. <laughs> if you know what rugby chill, <laughs> Massa, we love you. Rugby chill, you're our guys. Ruben, okay. do you think pirates are cooking? Um. They they are cooking. They've had a couple of youngsters being ushered into positions, Man, and many, and, yeah. um, most notably, a person that has really stepped up has been uh, Sydney Gongodio. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, playing at the eight, at the six, or at the seven throughout the the, the preliminaries coming into this point, um, in the absence of the the usual starters. So I, they have a couple of other boys. There's another one called Komaketch playing very very well, good on the line out. So there's been a lot of testing of their players. So, uh, but I also think one of the challenges for Pirates that may bring uh, issues with them yes. is if you look at their journey to the final as compared to Heathens. Ethan's has had a tougher route. Mm. Um, um, Pirates has had two games, one at Chambogo and two games at, at Kings Park, mm. which means they've had home advantage. Even if uh, there is the bureaucracy or the, diplo- the the politics of saying that, oh, this team was home. We chose, yeah. Kings Park is their home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they have played Rhinos. They have played Mongas. Yeah. And they've had... And they fumbled against they have had some situ- even Even against Rhinos, to a certain extent, they were sleeping, mm. but just that they were able to clean up quick. And I was having a conversation with some of the boys that they cannot afford to have, they don't have that luxury in the final against the team as as ruthless as Heathens. Because when Heathens comes to finals, yeah, yeah. it's brutal. Yeah, yeah. Those guys play eight minutes. They know how to win. But um, also, he, Pirates is a team that knows what Heathens brings, but also can, they, they are not scared of them. They respect ah. them as opposition. But they are ready to bring exactly. the game to him, so it's going to be a, a great, great I, game. I think, I think some, 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 some strength that Pirates has, uh, perhaps you not forget, is that uh, they try sometimes to play a pesky game, yeah. and that mm-hmm. is something that uh, the Heathens should address quite so well. Uh, their pack is not as heavier, and and the the, the, the bank the backline. They have added a couple of big boys. It's, yes, they have, but I, I would I would not be scared of them more than Cobbs. That is the reality. If okay. you look at the league right now, mm. uh, because if you look at, if you're comparing these three teams, yeah, I think for me the ones whose pack is so heavy that I would, I would get threatened a bit about his cobs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, pirates, no pirates. They only have an advantage is the fact that they manage to play a kind of a pesky Quick game. game. Quick, Quick game. Now, if you have game. Mr. Boda Boda, <laughs> uh, Wanyama. on a very good day and he's very fit, mm. and then of course you're having the captain Ivan Magomo. But uh, if I looked at the game that Heathens played against Pirates last mm. season in the, in the league mm. at Kings Park, if that is how Pirates is going to play again, then automatically Pirates should even count it down in the first half of the wow. 40 minutes. That is the reality. Okay, guys. One, yeah. as, as I coin up here, Heathens is lucky in such a way that what helped Heathens actually against Cubs is the fact that Heathens has a, a couple of youngsters in the game. Mm. You, you talked about Innocent Gokto, but people have forgotten about uh, Kalema. People have forgotten about Okelo. There are two Okelos, these youngsters, mm. who even helped Heathens at least win those two trophies of Uganda, I mean, the over circuits, the Rugby yeah. Seven circuit. Yeah. Mm. So if you put this combination together, and then you're having Okeng getting back, yeah? Of course, with Aaron Ophiro, we are not sure whether he's going to play. But Why? I'm not sure. You can choose to rest. It's a final. I'm sure they are going to play. Oh, can, by the way, guys, he can just remember <laughs> that he is going choose, to be around. He can choose to rest. Even it's Michael can crazy. choose to rest. I, yeah, you understand. I but, don't think Michael is not a guy who wants rest. But Michael with, wants action, bro. But with or without those two players, Michael and uh, and and Aaron of Hollywood, even the team that played the the squad that played against uh, Cobbs, I think for me is good to go. The only person I feel Hiddens is missing is Cyrus Watum. I really anyway, felt guys, the absence um, of Cyrus Watu. What's up with Cyrus game... Watu, anyway? Guys. He's injured, guys. but he's recovering. Let's uh, not deviate from the script. Okay. I'm in control, guys. <laughs> are I'm you? in control. Are you? Um, <laughs> guys, the games are going to be in Entebbe. Yeah. I want to know, what are your thoughts on Entebbe hosting those games? 
and what's your prediction of Heathens, Pirates and Warriors in peace? Honestly speaking, the fact that there are two teams from Kampala in the finals, okay, um, uh, Pirates is in Wakiso, but of course the Wakiso closer to Kampala. I would have felt they should have chosen a ground within the center here. I think they're trying to just uh, take rugby to different yeah, locations. That's what, that's what they said also with the women's game, but you see, just going to play rugby in a given place does not actually make rugby remain there. Okay. What happens is after you taking a team to play there, mm. what is the follow up? You understand? Yeah. Do I we do I needs agree. assessment? We do not do needs assessment. Like yeah. for instance, we, during the rugby sevens, mm. we we moved across the country. Mm -hmm. Do you have any good team from Soroti? But two years down the road, we're in Teso. So you understand? The mm. needs assessment and impact assessment has to be done by these sure. guys at the union. So for me, taking rugby to Entebbe, yes, it is good, as you said. But at the same time, also, I feel the vibe of rugby, for me, this being final, mm. me, I would have loved to see it either at Kings Park or even at Legends or even at Chan or even Ginger. Actually, I would love Ginger yes. more. I would love it to go Guys, to Ginger. If you've been at that pitch in Ebbs, it's, it it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. It's a terrible pitch. People have been complaining about And with the rainy season. Paul Pilo got injured. Eh? Kevin Balaga, they got his back yes. rest as well. That and the league is sevens. almost starting. It's terrible. The National League is almost starting. So for me, I think also they didn't calculate about but it somewhere. Monga's had a nice pitch as well. Leave alone this one where the, there is a lake view. Yeah, you know it. The the one the one. I don't think it the has one, the one near Maryland. The one near I Maryland. Think it has the capacity to hold. Yeah. Uh, the kind of fans that would watch it. Man, final. but at at what cost are you? You're putting players at risk. You see, you're putting players at yeah. risk. You have so many international games coming next year. Mm. You also have this, the teams are going to struggle, fight so hard. There are teams that don't have enough squad. Right now, Pirates itself. Mm. They've been struggling with the nursing players, with the injuries. Hidden's mm. itself. Cyrus Watumi is still down. Uh, O'Kane is just coming back. I mean, and so many other players. So, But I think what the union has to do is, how do we maintain facilities of rugby? That is also another issue too. They have to put stringent rules on clubs. Like, for instance, you see football is doing in Uganda. Mm. If you have a football pitch, you must be responsible to take care of that pitch. It must be totally green surface. Predictions. Heathens, Pirates. Definitely Heathens is By green. how many points? Um, I think I give it 25. 20, wow. By 25? 20, 25 to 0, yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, You're mm -hmm. not even going to give them any points. They're not going to score any points. I don't Warriors give them. Wow. Why Warriors would I give Impis. them? Sarah. Wow. Sarah. <laughs> yes. Please. Warriors in peace. Warriors in peace. I have not watched the game of Warriors so much, but given the fact that um Impis has always been proven to be a very stubborn side, I give it to Impis. Arrogance. And okay. of course someone is going to say because I supported Impis at some time when I was at Macari. But if you look at the arrogance. Uh, the enthusiasm these boys come with, I would definitely go with uh, with Impis. Okay, final. Uh, uh, pirates, heathens. Pirates, pirates by five. Okay. Um, big call, big call. 15, 10, or 20, 15, something around there. Where do you think the game will be won? Uh, I think that it's going. There's, there are going to be a lot of penalties in that game, so that the kicker <laughs> that will take the, the points. Is it going to be an emotional game? Definitely, 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 <laughs> definitely. But definitely. why? What is between pirates and heathens? Why that emotion? It's just pride. I think it's just pride. I mean, from Chad Dondo, 
and from Kings Park. And these are two teams that honestly are all proud of their background mm. and two teams that are not used to losing. They don't like losing. So mm. it's going to be a very, very emotional game. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Thanks. For um, Impis and Warriors, I'm a bit biased. I'm a bit biased in that one. But I will say... <laughs> I'm going to. I'm not going to give a score, but I'll say Warriors will win somehow. Okay. Uh, yeah. You're going for Warriors. Before we leave this topic, by I wanted to talk about one thing. Um, that semi-final of Heathens Cobs from mm. us who are trying to follow the action, because you know there were a lot of announcements going on that you know what? Hey, now this is the score. This is the score. Mm-hmm. Did you know that NBS stopped showing the game at 80 minutes? Are you serious? And they did not show the extra time. Really. So we don't know. So um, which game was that people were watching at Kings Park? Because at some point someone shared us on Twitter that you guys were watching a game from Kings Park. It, it was shown, only the, the, the normal time was shown from minute zero to minute 80. After extra time was not shown. Perhaps that was the agreement. But, still, That's what but then that is unfortunate. Yeah, You're not showing the whole game. Because the vibe we're getting is, okay, now rugby's time was done according to their content time. Which is weird, and that's why that that for those that saw me tweet that evening, I was like, we need to get someone who is really um, for rugby. I don't know. Maybe there, there are so many other things that we may not know that happened, and the reasons for that game not being completed. But a game of that magnitude, there were so many people from Ruben, different regions Ruben, trying to watch that Ruben game. Ruben had the chance to watch this game live. He went to Kings Park because he no, wants what? No, but it, was also, what? but it was also his right you, to go. Because yes. if everyone was confined in well, legends, then wouldn't have been getting this other exactly. side of the story. Guys, our boys were on tour. Dubai, Cape Town. Um, the tournaments were tough for the boys, I must say. Um, however, regardless, all was not lost. We had... Um, Dennis Etwau and Earth. As usual, Ugandans shall always celebrate at least for the little. Yes. No, not, I don't think Dennis Etwau's uh, success was little. Do you know why I call it the little? Because let, let we did finish. not win let any game. Let me finish. Uh, let me finish. I'm coming. <laughs> I think Dennis Etwau belongs on the international scene. True. And we saw that. He's one player that has the fight in him, has the ability to score, has the defense alertness and eagerness. You get what I mean? Yeah. So I believe a coach like Tolbert would want such a player, a player that has the fight. And shout out to the boys. Welcome back home. I think uh, there's so many lessons to learn. And yeah, what do you make of it? There was an article by Summer. Yeah, I, about, I, I yeah. think what I make of... What do you make of, of the two tournaments? What I, make of this, uh, what I make of these tournaments, uh, the one of Dubai Sevens and Cape Town Sevens is one. It was an um, an avenue to explore mm. uh, more of the talent that we have in Uganda. Yes. Because you saw some of the players like Claude Otema being dropped off. I think uh, he was injured. Okay. Yes. Okay, you yes. injured as well. Yes, Okay, you also injured. But whether injured or not injured, I think um, Tolbert wanted to try out something new. Guys, you remember what happened to us at the World Cup mm. and also at Commonwealth. We have a challenge with our uh, the reserve, the bench. Yes. The bench was not being used, was it? That was okay. my, one it's of my not biggest being problems used as because, well. It's not being used because you do not have the best to bring out. But you, you see, get them you away, so, you so I think them. that's some, what we're trying in, to build. In some invitational uh, tournaments like this, uh, yeah. at some point, if you see it now, like uh, there's a point when USA had over 20, 25 in the first half. Give the, the bench a chance to play. Let them play. Mm. Let them get the exposure. Like there is so there is a big gulf between our starting seven mm. and the people that come on. 
Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. How will these people get used? We have had guys like William Corey who has been traveling, mm. but rarely playing. Mm. But how are we going to know that William Corey can develop? Can he, in the absence of Aaron or Foyros, can he really fill those shoes properly? Yeah, yeah. Has he gotten the exposure of playing against the Fijians or whoever? For me, I, for me, I think Ruben I would I want to understand the the, the 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 position of the coach. Maybe perhaps the embarrassment. I, I mean, there's I no coach who would want to be embarrassed because. Any game is a game. As mm. long as it is an international sanctioned match, mm. you really want to put out your best. But I still want to insist, if we are not given chance to a person like uh, Etuau, people are talking about Etuau. How about Dennis? I mean, sorry, Ochen. Jacob, yes. Jacob Ochen. See, he had uh, a very good performance also in South no, Africa. See, see, listen, I think Jacob scored a try yeah. and had some game time. But I think there is room for improvement. There's you get what I mean? My player of the both tournaments was Dennis Etwau because I mean he scored the tries and even the commentators kept saying he's the fastest hippo they've seen running you get what I mean mm. and these are people watching him live I think let's appreciate and give credit where it's due and not appreciate mediocrity yes <laughs> so I'm appreciating all the players that have played on both tournaments because they have a standard and we'll always hold, it, hold them to that but I do want to say Ochen was uh, exceptional. No, he was. I'm, I'm also not saying he's, yeah. he was exceptional, but I'm, what I'm saying is that uh, being his first time to play for the Sevens on such mm. a big stage, mm. and and even if you saw that that that, that try how he scored it, it it involved a lot of intelligence, hard work there, uh, maneuvering out with the pace and whatsoever. So I think the ginger boys are trying to build up something. But I also don't want to narrate to the ginger boys only. Mm. But what I want to say is here is that um, when I did not see Philo, Philip, our star, our international export, so many people were asking me. One, I was looking at the cost implications, but also I was looking at giving these young boys an exposure. Then you look at uh, if you do not have an international calendar given to these international clubs, where our players play. So no player cannot just be released like that. So I think now that is where Etwau comes in. In Perhaps if they, were, they had sanctioned Philip, you would not see Etwau. So I would also want to leave another to see another tournament where Michael first remains also home mm. and then we take another person just to try. But we're not saying, like like how some other guys were putting out on Twitter that you see uh, the, the so-called senior players have not done nothing much. So if you drop off Michael, Aaron, you drop off uh, uh, Desire, Ayera, all of a sudden like that, how are these youngsters going to grow? You understand? Mm. So we need to mash them up so that we know five years time to come, Uganda can compete favorably Summer at ended by, Summer ended this article by saying that uh, England sucked <coughs> their coach, Eddie Jones, who had a winning percentage of 73%. Best percentage of any coach of England ever. And Coach Tolbert has been with the team for 10 years. Summer, and I want to quote him. He said he's not calling for the uh, dismissal of Coach Tolbert, but he hopes that at least within these 10 years, this is when we are supposed to be reaping the fruits of his developments. You get what I mean? So, um, Summer seems to say that probably we need to see some decisions being taken, maybe on or off the field, that can give us results. At this moment in time, like for what instance, do you think? Uh, 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 the, the issue is summer, of course, is entitled to his opinion. You understand? Do you agree with his opinion? No. Why? I do not agree with his opinion because one, the opinion entirely drives at uh, perhaps saying that okay, 
maybe told but has not given us much. It should be a little. That is how I understand it. Okay. But where I would agree with him is that some decisions must be taken on and off pitch. Mm. The decisions are simple. Bring in some of the new players. Give them time. Like for instance, where you quoted these young these players who are taken to World Cup. I mean, who are taken to to the Sevens, uh, Cape Town and Dubai, who are not given space. So why do you summon someone if you're not giving them space to play? Exactly. And and who you, is you who is, who is in charge of giving them the space? Of course, it's the coach. So what? Okay. It's the coach. Okay. So the coach should be able enough to say that okay, fine. Within two years, I want to see this position to be filled by this and this. If you have objectives as the union also. Okay. Failure to do that. Now that is why we can hold him ransom. Okay. But yeah. now we cannot hold him ransom because after all he has even given these other players a chance to explore. And that's why today we're talking about a Etuau and we are talking about uh, from of Jacob. And I think it's high time. Etuau should be taken off from the 15th national team. He should remain with the 7th. Wow. Guys, it's been a hot podcast. Nice discussions. But just like all good things, they always come to an end. Um, guys, Ruben, what are you doing for Christmas next Sunday? I told you I have no plans for Christmas yet. You want to invite me? <laughs> Sarah, Ruben wants an invite. <laughs> and unfortunately, yeah, I can invite him uh, because most probably I'm going to have my Christmas in Kampala because Christmas is going to be a Sunday and Monday I have to be at work. And you know me, me with work, we are inseparable. So yes. I don't want to give excuses to people who follow me a lot and say, now I, we didn't see sports. Uh, I mean, we didn't watch you because as the sportsmen are celebrating Christmas, also have to talk about the lifestyle. Yeah. How is uh, Ruben going to celebrate his Christmas? Where is the desire Ayera? Where is the Ivan? Guys, from all of I us mean, at the Fat yeah. Cats, we wish you a Merry Christmas. So guys, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>